0: Back to Slay the Stars and episode 25. Last episode was heavy. It was the morning of the summer solstice. We got to see heartfelt interactions between Zem and Karina, Shar and his parents, and Zem and Shar ventured into the festival area to do some shopping, play some games, ride some rides. It was going to be a good time until the sky started to darken, eventually fading to black with only that purple necrotic star for light. Black, shadowy monsters crawled out of the embers of extinguished fires and began attacking the crowds of people. Zem and Shar fought their way to the stage and were successful in saving their friends and family. But there was one casualty Shar's wooden katana, which lies broken on the stage. In the distance, the sound of guards shouting, orders at people, wailing can be heard. That's where we begin. Shar, what are you doing in this moment?
1: I I think just in general I'm pretty stunned. Like yeah, it's gone. Now what? So I like you know when there's just too much information to process, you kind of just freeze. That's what he's doing.
0: Okay. Sam, Char's just standing there, frozen, looking at the pieces of the katana, but not really seeming to see anything.
2: I'm. I'm going to bend down and pick up the pieces. Okay. I'm going to tuck them
0: in my bag. As the two of you are trying to process this moment, you hear vaguely in the background of what's happening, Karina going over to your parents Char and saying, "Are you guys okay? Are you okay?" and she's checking them out and they're, you know, checking her, making sure she's okay and then they come rushing over to you. Shar and your dad is looking at you saying, "Hey. Hey, look at look at me. Shar, look at me."
1: It kind of comes to.
0: "Are you okay?"
1: "Yeah, yeah. Yeah." He's going to like kind of now like observe that everything's happening and that they're okay. Um just start shoveling both him, his mom Karina and Zem off the stage so that they're not "Hey, look at us. We just killed everything." Like kind of
0: Yeah. As as you're doing that uh Zem uh, his mother does come over to you and it's kind of like looking at you just sort of making sure you're okay. And she puts her hand on your shoulder and she's like, are, are you okay as well? I'm okay. okay. I'm, I'm good. Okay. So all of you are trying to rush to get off the stage so that you're not at this high point where people can see you. And you do see a group of guards that come walking up to the stage and seem to take up different positions around you as you're coming down the stairs, and, and <clears throat> a man steps forward.
1: I'm going to, like, kind of, like, shovel everybody behind me
0: mm-hmm. if I can. You do so, and the man says to you, "Um, you're all going to have to come with us. Where yeah, I'm
1: gonna, Can I look up and down? Like, does it have, like, some kind of, like, in, uh, not an insignia, but, like, <sighs> denotation of, like, are they, like, the city guard? Are they, like, the military? Are they just independent contractors kind of deal?
0: These men don't just look like city guardsmen. They have heavier armor on. Um, looks like chainmail, basically. Uh, of the people around you, there are five. The man talking to you is a dwarf, and the other four look to be dwarves or maybe mixed dwarf human. And they're they don't have their weapons drawn, but you can see that their hands are on their weapons they are taking that sort of defensive stance if you try to do anything crazy
1: where are we going
0: listen i uh <clears throat> i didn't ask for questions i said come with us or we'll take you by force all of you i'm just going to do my best to look as
2: not innocence not the word i'm looking for um weak? <laughs> I guess as possible. Like, I just... Non-threatening. I want I'm to look not the one that killed the monster. <laughs> as possible, and like, I'm I'm just going to um, keep my hands like, clearly visible in front of me, and
0: just comply with what they're asking. Okay. I want you both to roll me insight checks.
1: Yeah, I'm not not going... Ooh. 17?
0: 25. Okay. You both can tell that there isn't violence in this in this man's voice. He sounds strained, probably from the events that just occurred. Um, but he's not trying to be threatening this. Whatever he's doing, it seems to be he's doing it out of a sense of duty.
1: So my concern isn't really with them necessarily. It's more everybody aside from them. Sure. So if I see anything weird, just...
0: You don't... Th- Again, the the people that are they're with this man, they all they're not holding their composure as well as he is. They are doing their job as well, but you can tell especially you sharp with your 25, they look scared. Whatever just happened has them all rattled.
1: Okay. So I guess we'll follow.
0: Okay. You start to follow. They form a ring around you and A lot of the crowd has cleared out. People have run away, gone home. Uh, The people who are still there are being shuttled out of this festival area by whatever remains of the city guard. You do see uh, casualties, people strewn about who unfortunately lost their lives in the events that occurred earlier. Uh, As you are escorted out of the festival area, through the town, across some bridges, uh, it's a bit of a hike. <clears throat> None of the guards are speaking. They're keeping a close eye on all of you. Char, your parents take up almost like a flanking position on either side of you. Your mother has her arm looped through yours in this gesture of like protection. Uh, you notice your father. He's glancing around. He doesn't look panicked. He looks like he's taking it all in, trying to figure out you know, what's what's going on, what his next move is going to be. Zem, you and Karina are directly behind Shar and his parents. And Zem, you would notice with your 17 insight that Karina has that same look on her face that she had the night that you guys met up with her at Ascension Point when she was planning her getaway. She's not trying to look conspicuous, but she is, however, her eyes are darting around. Um, she's, she's planning something. And... She seems to be taking up a protective stance behind Shar's parents.
2: I'm going to reach out to her and take her hand and then um, use message to just say, calm down, like, just see, don't react rashly. Calm down, don't react rashly.
0: When you take her hand at first, she seems almost startled. She hears your message and... She says, don't worry, I wouldn't do anything if I couldn't get them out too.
2: And I just kind of like one nod.
0: Okay. Zem, it strikes you that this selfishness that you saw in Karina in secondary school, the person that she was then, maybe you weren't the only one wearing a mask back then because she seems like a totally different person. But is there anything that the two of you are doing or preparing? The walk takes about 45 minutes or so. Oh, wow. For my
2: part, I don't, I'm not preparing anything because I don't feel like I need to defend myself so much here. I I don't, I'm still hoping that we're going to find some help, I guess, here. So I'm trying to not seem threatening Um, and like, and show that we're complying just so that we can continue hopefully with that journey. I mean, they don't know us. Um, we don't know them. Hopefully we're going to get what we need here. So. Okay.
1: Anything that he tries to do because his parents are there, he's scared something bad will happen. So he's not doing anything suspicious if he can help it. Okay. Because the it, hostages change the situation, kind of deal. It's just like, okay, I can't do what I I've planned on doing, so this changes things.
0: You're led to this large building that reminds you a bit of the palace at Salzpire, if it was built by dwarves, if that makes sense. It's smaller, but no less ornate and imposing. It's definitely newer, and you can see the perfection and the craftsmanship of the building. It looks like The stone that you see there is hewn out of the same rock that makes up the mountains around you. It fits perfectly in the landscape here. As you enter through this massive archway into the central lobby, you're greeted by this multicolored mosaic floor and this expansive, mostly empty room where every noise you make echoes there's there are statues set into the walls around you. You're not quite close enough to see who or what these are meant to be. But you can tell from where you're standing that there are statues of about Dwarven height as well as statues that are much taller. There is one large desk that sits in the middle of the room. And there are two people working there. One is Dwarven. The other is a little tall but with Dwarven features as well. They both look frazzled, wide-eyed, and you're all led up to the desk. And the taller of the two behind the desk speaks up and says, uh, who's this now? Is everything all right? We heard shouting about an attack. Everyone had the day off except for us. We wanted to leave, but, but we heard we were we were scared to go outside. If, if there was an attack, I, I really should be getting home to my children. I'm not positive what happened, but um, there's not currently a threat. The captain of these guards steps forward and says, uh, yeah, there there, there was an attack. Th- things are secure. It seems most of the chaos happened at the festival, so if your family was at home, they should be safe. And with that, you see the two people behind the counter relax slightly. The taller of the two says, uh, uh, Captain, I, um, what, why, why, what are you doing here then? Shouldn't you be... Outside taking care of what's happening. And he says, uh, no, I'm sorry. We need to see the governor. Is he here? And the two people behind the desk kind of look confused. They're looking back and forth at each other. Oh no, the, the governor went to the festival for the day. We haven't seen him since and they both look at each other. This morning? You now see the the captain who is standing there in front of you all. He deflates in front of you, and he's rubbing his forehead. One of the other people with you all steps forward and puts their hand on his shoulder, and they're trying trying—they're talking under their breath to each other, trying to decide what to do next. And you hear coming in from behind you, Captain, where is the governor? And everybody turns, and you see a woman walking into the room. She's wearing like a a blue power suit. She has long, burgundy red hair. She's a dwarf, maybe about four feet tall. But whereas dwarves you associate with being like stocky in build, she's very slender. As she comes walking into the room, you see she is flanked by guards behind her. Those guards, there's one dwarf and the rest are all human. How many total? Four guards with her total. And as she comes in, you see most of the people in the room around you are like nodding their heads in deference to her. And the captain says, oh, Madam Toslane, I'm I'm glad to see you're here. Uh, I, I do not know where the governor is. I was hoping he was still here at Covenant Hall, but it, it seems he hasn't been here for some time. And Toslane turns to her guards and she says, you two. Go out there, find the governor. Now. And she looks at you all and says, Are you all involved with this?
2: With this attack? We did what we could when the attack happened. We aren't involved with it.
1: Char's just very confused by the question. Like, you mean if we started it? No.
0: (sighs) Well, I I don't understand, Captain. If if these people are not involved in the attack, why are you spending your time arresting them? And he says, "Madam, it's not it's not like that. These people were seen performing magic, and and they killed quite a few of these things. But it was very very suspicious." And she's like, "Magic, you say?"
1: Char takes a step back, like. In a fighting stance, but not, like, just instead of having his feet parallel, just one for the back.
0: She says, Captain, can I speak with you privately? And he just nods. And the two of them step away for a moment. They're having a discussion. Uh, while that is happening, Shar, your mother leans towards you. And she says, I don't know. How we're going to get out of this, sure.
1: You didn't have anything to do with it. You'll be fine.
0: Sure. If people are looking for you because you can do magic, and they now know you can do magic, we need to get you out of here.
1: Something else is going on, okay? And if they know, then you need to focus on getting yourself out of here first, because we'll figure it out.
0: Sure, that's not how this works. We are your parents, and if we can help you get out of here, we are going to do that.
1: I realize that that's been true most of the time but that's not gonna work this time
0: you know what switch me switch me sides and she starts trying to scoot over to you like around you to try to get to your father and the guards are like uh, watching her and she's just like i'm sorry i just i just want to go um stand next to my husband and she's shifting over she goes between you uh and like Zem and Karina around the back and like swaps over. And now your parents are standing there, uh, like whispering back and forth to each other. You're catching every other word, but you get the feeling that they are planning to do something stupid if it looks like you are all going to be arrested.
2: Are they close enough for me to mumble under my breath? Yeah, yeah. They don't know your relationship to us. Like, be cool. <laughs> be cool, baby, be cool. <laughs>
1: <It's Zem. laughs>
0: <laughs> holy shit <laughs> Uh Amaryllis turns around and looks at you Zem, and says I am being cool they won't suspect anything when we try to get you all out of here
2: we don't want to leave
1: yet
0: I know I didn't say we're doing anything now I said that if it looks like we need to we will do something
2: you need to let us determine when that is.
0: She doesn't respond to that. <laughs> they go back to to whispering. You get the feeling that they are not necessarily being like patronizing, but in this moment, they are like, we are the adults. We are the parents. We know better. That's That's the vibe that they're giving off right now. Like, it is our job to protect the three of you because the three of you are children, even if you are like 20 years old.
1: Charles so I was going to look over at Karina and just like, without whispering, we're going to go talk to them and you're going to get them out of here and you're not going to look back for some reason. We have stake in this now. And I know that that means that you think that that means that you do too, but I need you to be safe, period. We have things that you guys don't. And yeah, it sucks. And yeah, it's dangerous, but I need you to save.
2: Can I um have her make a wisdom saving throw?
0: Who the mom? Mm-hmm.
1: Amarillas? Oh no.
2: <laughs> All
0: right, I'm casting detect thoughts. Uh for for viewers at home, she uh, rolled a 2.
1: what she rolled doesn't matter
0: (laughs) all right detect thoughts what does it look like when you cast this um... so i have one hand
2: in like one of my pockets because i need a copper piece and i'm trying to do this inconspicuously (laughs) um so i'm like holding a coin but with the other i'm twirling my hair around my finger um, with, like, a motion, like, my my finger ends up making a motion that's, like, sweeping around, like the like, the head. It's almost like when you're making the motion that, like, you're crazy, except I'm using a piece of hair, and I'm, like, tilting my head to the side.
0: <laughs> the guards seem to be completely oblivious to you casting this spell, Zem. And as you are taking a peek into Amaryllis' mind. After Char just said this to her, you get this overwhelming, like, panic and fear, and then just sadness. Like, deep sadness. And she's thinking, we have to protect them. We have to get out of here. We can't let anything bad happen to them. Oh, my God, I'm never going to see him again. Just all these, like, panicked thoughts over and over and over again. And as you push a little deeper, you can see that she's formulating these plans. You know, we can cause a disturbance. We can maybe take out one or two of the guards, they can run. It might just buy them some time. I don't know what they can do, but, you know, if we can just hold the guards back just long enough, there's so much going on outside, they might be able to, like, sneak away um, and just just panic. I'm going to send message to her,
2: and I want to say brash reactions now are going to make the situation worse. We are not in any immediate danger. And we know how to survive. We're not going to take unnecessary risks. And I'm I'm trying to use, like, I don't remember. Hold on, let me. So they don't really get a feeling. So I'm going to try to use as much language as I can that's, um like, soothing and comforting. Like, I'm just trying to get her out of a panic state. Because what I'm worried about is that she's just going to react instead of make a targeted move. Um, and I do that enough for everybody.
1: <laughs> How are you the calm one right now?
2: <laughs> because I think like in these moments, when it comes right down to it, I, I tend to be it's like the lead up to it where I'm the psycho. It's
0: true. <laughs> so you say that, Zem, and she doesn't respond to you in words. She just Looks you in the eye and she just like nods. Like, I understand. I'm gonna try to be calm, basically, is the vibe that you get. Uh, and as that interaction is happening, you hear off from where the captain and Madame Toslane are talking. Uh, the captain seems to be getting a little more like animated in his the way he's talking, the way he's gesticulating to her. And she puts up a hand and she says, <sighs> No, I don't think you understand, Captain. Any business in Morbeil is my business. And she starts to walk back towards the group. And the captain's, Madam Toslane. And she says, no, do not start with me. I am an excellent judge of character. Take them all up to my meeting room. And the the guards immediately go to attention and start kind of shuttling you guys. There's this huge, wide staircase towards the back of the room that leads up to the second floor. And uh, she... Oh, actually, wait a moment. Uh, Captain, you said that only some of them did magic. And he's like... Yes. Um, those two right there. Apparently, he didn't notice what Karina was doing.
1: is just going to stare down Karina the entire time. Like... Get them
0: out. And Tosling says, "All right, well then, take the two magic users to my room. The other three, take them to uh, one of one of the empty rooms down the hall, and we'll deal with them whenever I'm done." And immediately, your dad starts to speak up and is like, "I don't. Uh, I would like to to go with them, please. If I could, I I don't want to be separated from all of these people." And they're kind of looking around because, like you said, they don't know your relationship.
1: Ma'am, I think he's a little dehydrated. Some of the fight might have taken a toll on a few people. Can we get them food and drink, please?
0: And your dad, like, turns around and looks at you. And he's like, he's like Charlemagne. I don't like this. Yeah.
1: Neither do I. But we'll be fine, and so will you.
0: And The guards step forward, and your parents don't put up any more of a fight. They are hesitant, but they start going, although your mother is looking at you. And they're led up and around, and the two of you are taken. At the very top of the steps, there are these two French doors that look to be made out of, like, solid, dark mahogany wood. And they're opened onto this enormous room that... She calls her office, but it's big enough to be like a board meeting room. Uh, and there is a huge table in the center with chairs around it. And she walks around to the far end and takes the head seat. And she gestures for the two of you to sit down as well. And she says, um, okay, now. And she looks up at the guards, shut the door. Uh, you only need to leave two of you in here, the rest out. And they immediately snap to attention and do what she says. And she sits down and says, oh, no, no. Um, I think introductions are in order. My name is Toslane. Uh, I am the Dwarven representative on the council in Saltspire. And immediately you're like, yes, that is where I've heard this name before. Uh, Her name is Toslane Everdon. Would you spell that? Yes. T-O-Z-L-A-I-N. Everdon spelled exactly like it sounds like. One word. Okay, but
2: Dawn is in like... D-A-W-N. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she says, neither of you are in trouble. From what the captain's told me, it sounds like you were trying to help, and for that, we are grateful. But we have no idea what happened, and you are the only people who seem to be doing magic and taking control of the situation, so we're hoping you can shed some light. Um, who are you?
1: Control the situation is a really overdramatic <sighs> realization to that.
0: I agree, but everything about today has been overly dramatic.
2: Can we trust you? I should hope so. Inside check. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: Um, 18. She seems like a, like a take charge kind of person, like a politician. Like she has a face that she puts on when she's talking to people. But that's not to say that whoever she is naturally is bad. She just, you know, as a politician, maybe be careful with her. But nothing about her seems bad or off-putting. We
2: are from the South. My hesitancy in giving you our names is that we've been pursued by unscrupulous people. But I can tell you that I come from the school.
0: From Stellium, you mean? Yes. Interesting. I still have my blonde wig on, right? I don't remember.
2: I mean I did. I had it. Like I'm sure. Yes. Okay. It's on. All right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she looks at you, Shar, and says, and you? Are you from the school as well?
1: No. I went to a different kind of teaching.
0: Were they also taught magic? No. All right, putting a cork in that for the moment. Do you know anything about this attack? We've seen
2: weird goings-on in our travels here. I don't know if they're related. Um, Not positive where it's coming from. And what we've experienced hasn't been exactly like this in the past. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of information and we're coming here for more. But it sounds like you're as in the dark as we are.
0: Yes, we... You know, normally when we would be concerned about attacks, it would be from, well, other nations, other people uh, below. But this is something that I've never heard of before. These things were not of this world.
1: Sure, I was gonna go and look over at the. You said there's two guards in the room still, mm-hmm. right? Do they like look like either of them have been in any kind of battle lately, or is their armor still pretty pristine?
0: They look like secret service people, right? Oh,
1: okay, so not like not major armor, mostly like low.
0: Yeah, yeah. They they are meant to. They are meant to protect her. They are probably very deadly with whatever weapons they have, but they do not – they're not, like, heavily armored, heavy plate guards. These are people who are um, probably, you know, surgical precision-type killers, and they do not look rattled.
1: Okay. Let me rephrase my question then, and you might be making me roll then. Does it look like they have been in a fight recently, like they were involved with getting her out of the festival specifically?
0: It would be hard to tell, but go ahead and roll a perception check.
1: Uh,
0: 22. All right. I will say one of... So so they both... There is not a speck of dirt on their clothing. You do not see any of their weapons out. It's kind of hard to judge. They're, nothing is torn. However, you notice that one of the two, who is a woman, has her hair pulled back in like a tight bun, slicked back, but it's a—it's just slightly ruffled, giving the impression that maybe she hasn't had time to uh, to fix her hair recently. Maybe she was in a slight scuffle earlier.
1: Are they both dwarves or are they both the humans?
0: So these two are human. Okay.
1: I'm just going to keep that for later. Okay. Thank you.
0: They're just kind of confused looking at you while you're looking at them. <laughs> They're sizing the two of you up as much as you are sizing them up, and Toslane says what are you what are you doing here in Morbale?
2: Like I said, we're looking for more information um stopped at um a place called the Garden. They didn't have a whole lot to provide to us, so we moved along um had some trouble at the rivers um came up here. And this happened. Um, we haven't had time to get our bearings, so we haven't had time to seek counsel with anyone here yet.
1: There's been a lot of zombified creatures lately.
2: Yeah, I don't know if you've heard reports of that, but it's been all all manner of animals we've seen, um, like, touched with darkness.
0: Yes, I um I've been traveling back and forth between Morbale and Saltspire, so I am acutely aware of some of the things that have been going on. I have a suspicion, and I'm going to say it out loud, and your reaction is going to tell me whether or not I can trust you. There are two people that are being sought by a criminal organization in Saltspire. One's named Zamira, the other is named Charlemagne. Is that the two of you?
2: I'm not going to confirm or deny that. I'm just going gonna, gonna to sit in silence. But silence doesn't go well over a podcast.
1: <laughs>
2: Insert silence.
1: Yeah,
0: crickets. Are you reacting, Shar?
1: Shar has a very low charisma. I don't know. Probably.
0: <laughs> she nods. Well, you're in luck. I don't do business with those people. But that makes me. Suspicious, considering the things they've accused you of and considering the things we've seen you do here. This makes me feel relieved, actually. So
2: the woman that's put out the contract is the mother of the individual that they're looking for? From what I hear, a very manipulative woman.
0: (laughs) That's to say the least. Uh, That... Organization has quite a bit of pool within the council, as you should know. So this is quite the mess. You know, person who isn't Zamira, the fact that you went to Stellium is auspicious because we have a delegation from Stellium arriving in the city in two days. Uh you do?
1: Did they confirm who's coming?
0: Yes, why does it matter? Curiosity. Well, I don't know that I feel comfortable giving you that information because I do not know if I can trust you yet. These people are high-ranking members of society. I can't have anything happening to them once they're in our city. Society. What can we do
2: to help you trust us? considering that we also have been displaced and pursued
0: and don't have a lot of trust to give ourselves. Tell me why. Tell me why they want you. Tell me what happened in this city. I know that you may not know exactly, but you know more than you're letting on.
1: The best information we can offer you is firsthand recounting of the event. As far as why something happened, I don't know. Now, as far as why there are two individuals that are wanted, let's call
2: it false advertising.
0: Is that your stance as well? I genuinely
2: don't know what they want or why they want. I genuinely don't understand.
0: And the attack, you have no guesses about why this happened? I have guesses about
2: who's behind it? Who? Tell me. You're never going to believe me. Try me. And I'm looking at Char like I don't know what to do. I, like, how do we even start?
1: Again, like, you can see from his face like it's a different game with hostages.
2: And then I, I look back at Tuz Lane and (sighs) at Stellium I was learning how to well various methods of divination and one way is through my dreams I have dreams that tell me things lately It seems that my dreams are being invaded by someone who's given me one of many names. And I don't know how it's possible. I don't know who they really are. I don't know where they're from. And the name that they gave me is Adria.
0: I don't. I don't know anybody by this name. Are they, you don't know where that. they're from?
1: I, Hold uh, on. Do roll, I, I read? Yeah. Roll an insight check. 25.
0: She has no idea. I'm,
2: um, I don't, Um. I, I mean, I don't, I've never in person, I've never seen this person. Actually, even in my dreams, I've never seen this person because she wears this mask and I'll describe the mask and I'll describe like her countenance and everything.
0: I'm going to be really honest with you. I. I believe every, everything you're telling me, but it just sounds like, pardon me for being a bit on the nose, but it just sounds like a nightmare, like something made up. It doesn't sound real.
2: I I understand. I feel the same way most of the time. I, I, I Something wonders how this is tied to my mother and her search for us. I, I I don't know. All I know is that we've been running for a really long time and we are desperate to find a safe place. And I was hoping we would find that here. And then we get here and this happens.
0: I understand. And I, for now, we're treating this as if it were a localized attack in Horbail, but we may get word that this happened in other places too. Thank you for telling me. I will try to find something out. I will reach out to the other council members, perhaps. Fair's fair. I know that the headmaster, Eva Ristos, she's coming. Uh, The dean of transmutation, Zima Argent, is coming. She's a dwarf, so it it makes sense. Zima, Zima what? Argent. She hasn't been home in quite some time. And uh, the third the third person coming is the Dean of Divination, Dalius Ashgard. My fate, like the blood just drains from my face.
2: And I'm going to kind of sit back in my chair just like...
0: <sighs> she notices. This is, is there something I should know about Mr. Ashgard? You seem not pleased to hear this. I'm not positive that he
2: can be trusted. I have reason to believe that he's betrayed me, but I don't know in what capacity. And I am not looking forward to a confrontation. Have you met any of them before?
0: Yes, I've I've in my travels in Saltspire, I've met all of them before. I've spent more time with Headmaster Ristos and, of course, Zima and I are friends. uh, But I've, I've met all of the deans at Astellium.
1: What is your opinion of him?
0: I'm trying to be delicate here. Don't be. He is a troubling man. A little difficult. He seems to be very... One-track-minded. He's not interested in affairs of state and things like that. My run-ins with him have only ever been at functions where he was forced to attend because he's the dean, and even then he would not stay long and didn't really engage in much conversation. He was always very busy uh, going about trying to get his own stuff done, so I don't have a strong opinion of him either way, other than he doesn't seem altogether too friendly. It is interesting that you are... Suspicious of him, though, because he was not originally supposed to make this trip. Do you know who was? Yes, it was supposed to be Maya Celeborn, the dean of the Illusion College.
1: I'm going to try to get a read off of the guards and see if they're reacting during any of this.
0: They have not reacted at all. And, uh... She says, yes, uh, Dean Seliborne was supposed to come. Uh, She's an elvish woman, as you know. There was some talk that she was going to head north to Annenfell afterwards. We were going to send an escort along with her. But um, she unfortunately passed away uh, under very suspicious circumstances, honestly. And so Dalius was appointed to the delegation.
1: Pin drop. Just could hear it what were the suspicious circumstances
0: i i mean they didn't really go into a lot of detail this was not something that they want to be uh do you know when this happened i mean they they just this was in the, within the past week we found the the hidden treasury we sent word to stellium that we would like for them to help us figure out what all is in this place. We don't have a lot of magic users in the city. And within a couple days, they said that, you know, the three of them, along with some students, would be arriving. And we were getting ready. And then we received word, what, three days ago that Dean Seliborne had passed.
1: No, no, no. Did they say Even an inclination, you seem like a very well-informed woman. Do they have any kind of hint?
0: No, and I I didn't ask. Uh, I mean, I've met uh, Maya a few times. She was young, especially by Elvish standards. I can't imagine it was natural, but aside from that, they didn't tell me anything. And I haven't. I mean, it was three days ago. I haven't been in Saltspire, so I haven't really been connected to the, the, rumor mill.
1: Was Maya related to anybody in Anafel? Um,
0: I imagine probably.
1: Anybody royal that would have any connections to Telnem?
0: To the Drow? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. And I. I don't think that her. Her family was necessarily royalty or anything like that. Honestly, the it's been difficult to get any information from N Fell. Just in the past year or so, they've really they've pulled back from diplomacy. We've had a hard time even sending messengers, and now most of our messengers are turned away Can you um
2: help me with the timeline on this? Like, you found this treasury and then yes. you sent word and then yes. how long before you sent word did they start putting a a delegation
0: together oh uh well we found the treasury it's probably been 2 weeks now we were we were preparing for the festival and somebody stumbled upon a a strange fissure it, it doesn't matter i can show you later if you'd like but we sent word Within three days, um, as I said, we don't really have a lot of magic users here. And the ones we do have said that we should probably have somebody come in and take a look before we remove anything from the room.
1: I'm sorry, room?
0: You're aware of how the the Dwarvish nation became part of the Empire, yes? Yes.
2: Assuming yes. We've learned recently.
0: Yeah. Well, it seems that the last king chose to hide away some assets in a room just before Morbale was officially sacked. And none of us knew that the room existed until we stumbled upon it only a few weeks ago.
1: How many days left until they get here?
0: Uh, They should be here two days from now, probably early. So
2: two, like two weeks-ish ago, you send word.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I sent sent word.
2: And and then three days later, they have a delegation.
0: Yes, uh, we had word that there was some arguing. All of the deans wanted to come, but some of them needed to stay behind and run the school. Shortly after that, we hear, you hear that
2: Maya's gone and that Dalius is replacing her.
0: Yes. Like a week ago. Yes.
1: Have you cancelled the envoy to the north? Oh. That was for Maya?
0: Oh. No, I I guess I hadn't I should do that I suppose.
1: I'll quell any rumors you have and I'm going to turn over to the guards. When she's in danger and they're threatening her life you stop until the threat's put down?
0: They look at her at, at Toslane. The guards look at Toslane, trying to decide if they're going to answer or not. And she just gestures to them, like, go ahead, you can speak freely. And uh, one of them says, of course, that's our job.
1: Are you given any guilt for putting that threat down?
0: Of course not.
1: I'm going to look over to... Todd's Lane. That's what they're talking about. Nothing was invoked. The reasons they're chasing us are self-defense, not instigated.
0: Ah. You're talking about the deaths that have been associated with the two of you.
1: Not all of them were ours, but yes. I understand. We need to be gone before Stellium gets here.
0: Are these your feelings as well, Zamira? I
2: don't know about gone, but I would very much appreciate being hidden.
1: Let me rephrase. In the public eye, we need to be gone.
2: I'm gonna be very honest with you, because I don't have a choice, this, and I'm gonna take off. I'm gonna I'm not gonna take it off. I'm gonna like showcase or hold up the pendant. This belonged to Delius, and he gave this to me. He knows that I have it. And I know that he can track me with this. I have a very strong suspicion that he knows that I'm here. I don't know what to do with that information. I feel that he is a threat, or at least I don't trust that he's not a threat. And I would very much like to see what's in this vault that you found because I'm curious why he was so desperate to get here
0: Toslin is taking a moment to think about everything that's happening and what her next move is going to be there is a slight knock at the door and one of the the guards who is standing there cracks the door open and you hear someone say oh wait uh, and then in through the crack in the door comes flying this paper bird and it swoops over towards you Zamira and falls to the table in front of you and starts to unfold and immediately you notice that the that there is blood all over the paper bird what the hell is this the two guards are like it was it was outside the door and I wasn't sure what to do and I cracked the door open to ask and it just flew in Toss Lane's like shut the door it's just a bird and they shut the door. It All conversation ceases. They just shut the door and do immediately what she says. She looks at you. And she looks down at the paper in front of you. And then it's unfolded in front of you. And you see, written in what looks to be blood, Find Ein Balthor. Is that
2: all it says? That's all it says. Is it a handwriting i recognize
0: this looks like it was written by somebody pricking their own finger and writing in their own blood
2: so but it's not my handwriting, mother's handwriting yeah
0: handwriting analysis sort of out the window it's it's either your mother or it's albus and you're leaning towards albus based on what the handwriting looks like
2: so I'm Belfor.
0: Belthor.
1: Belthor. Char's color drains from his face now.
0: And Tos Lane says, I um I don't want to pry, but that looks like blood. It is.
2: And who I think this is it's not signed, but who I think it's from, this is very very concerning.
1: Shar's sure gonna look over. Is that And he's going to mouth Albus. He's not going to say it.
2: Yeah, but I don't, like, why he has, like, why he doesn't need to resort to this unless...
1: Something happened.
0: Um, can you, can you tell me what it says? Uh, I'll, I'll hand it over. Just hand it to her. She... Tries to grab it from a place where there isn't blood. <laughs> she takes it from you. Um. Eain Bellthor, I know that name. Elvish. He's like a like a protector. He's honored almost in like a, a godly sense. In Annenfell, there's a a large statue. Well, not large. A a human a a man sized statue of of him on display there
1: in annenfell
0: in annenfell yes i don't i don't think he still lives
1: nope he's not
0: strange and she hands the note back to you uh do you know who is who is it from i
2: think it's uh, potentially from one of the many, actually not that many, one of the few kind people we've met since we've been on the run.
0: Well, that is concerning. It is.
1: How is your communication with the garden? Out of curiosity,
0: I can communicate with whomever you need me to communicate with. Mm,
1: no, sorry, I'm. Uh, um, that's not what I meant. I appreciate it, but um. Do you receive messages from the garden? Or is that handled by another party?
0: Well, I... So, I don't run the city here. Normally that is up to the governor. Um, But as you saw earlier, we are having a difficult time finding him. Hopefully the captain has had some success in locating him. He was at the festival... When the attack occurred normally any goings-on would go through his office so i can find somebody who could communicate with the garden for you but i have not had many dealings with them myself personally
1: two things then one if we could see the treasury under scrupulous watch i'm sure we can maybe help each other before the deans get here, and I would be very cautious of any notes or rumors coming from the garden now.
2: Things were suspicious when we were there. It was not the, the place I had expected.
1: Something tells me the Grand Keeper has retired.
2: Forcibly.
0: All right. Another thing to add to the list. I can't get you into the the hidden treasury yet. I would need to speak with the governor's office first. I have to follow the proper channels, but if you'll give me until tomorrow morning, perhaps I can get you in.
1: Will would be free to roam the city?
0: Certainly. Yes, you can spend time as long as it's uh, out here in what we call topside, I would not try to venture into Old Moorbeil, not currently.
1: I'm assuming Old Bale is where the festival is. Held.
0: No, Old Moorbeil is what the city inside the mountain.
1: Oh, 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 okay, cool, cool, cool.
0: I don't really know how to say this.
2: I appreciate the need and desire to follow protocols, but I would just be cautious. Whatever is happening, it seems to be happening within every place we go and every ruling structure that we see.
0: I understand, and I'm going to be very cautious, but I must be respectful of the governor's authority here. The relationship between the Dwarven council member and the governor and the other faction Here is tenuous at best, so I need to be very careful about where and when I overstep my bounds.
1: If the governor is dead, what happens?
0: I would imagine we will have to have a, a new election for a new governor. Okay. But that'll take some time to set up. But do the two of you have a place to stay in the city? We had a yurt
2: for an evening. I don't think it's really... um, I didn't get a look at them to see what state they were in.
0: No, most of that area has been completely destroyed, and I wouldn't want you to stay there. Anyway, would you like to stay at my home as my guests, or I don't want to presume anything.
2: That's very gracious.
0: Sure. I Yes, please. All right. And she takes, she goes over around to her actual desk in the corner. She takes out a, a little notepad and she scribbles down quickly an address as well as, you know, saying like, these two people are my guests. Allow them inside. Show them to the quarters. And then she signs it and she brings it over to you. and She hands it. Um, well, she lays it down on the table between the two of you. Either of you can take it. It doesn't matter. She says, um, I'll allow you to leave. I'm going to have a conversation with the other people that we took as well, uh, along with you. I don't know how much they know or how they're connected to all of this as well. Um, but you're welcome to do what you need to do and meet me at my home around dinner time tonight.
2: I'm, like, staring Char down, like, like, this is your call. But I really think. You
1: really think what?
2: We're, I mean, we're in it. They're going to make inferences. Like, they're going to know. So.
1: We appreciate the generosity.
0: All right. And, and she gets a sort of a smirk on her face. If the two of you don't show up tonight. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. All right, and she gestures to have the two of you uh, allowed out of the room, and she says, "Uh, "Bring the other three in." And the two of you leave, and as you're walking out, you see a door open down the hall, and the three of them are still there. They they get ushered out. Uh, Karina, her eyes are. Kind of wide, and she's looking around and she sees the two of you. Are you guys just continuing on
2: i'm I'm going to send mess- can you send message to more than one person at a time? No, okay, so I'm gonna send message to his mother okay and i'm going I'm just gonna say you know, as trustworthy as we've found so far told her everything, we'll be staying with her this evening
0: all right, the two of you. Head down the stairs. The three of them are taken into the room with Toslane. Lane. What are you guys doing next? You have a couple hours.
1: I'm going to send a message because I don't think I've sent one today. Is that correct?
0: To Rafe? Yes. No, you have not.
1: Wait. So this is the next day after the fight in the bar, outside
2: the bar? Yes. Right. Okay. So no, I've not.
0: I think I have.
2: I'm pretty sure I did in the
0: morning. I think you sent one this morning. Maybe.
2: Yeah.
1: So it's just going to be attack on more bail. Eclipse, unknown foe. Stellium Dean's three or two days out. Met with Toslane. Lane. Can we trust her?
0: You get a message back. You both need to leave that city before the, the people from Stellium get there. That's dangerous. Toslane Lane is honest. Has no dealings with me. Probably means you can trust her. And the two of you leave Covenant Hall. Where are you going next?
1: I'm gonna walk for a little bit before I say anything.
0: Okay,
1: are we being followed?
0: Roll a perception check. Did
2: we leave? We left stuff behind. I mean, like I had the bag of holding, but like, did you mean we... in the yurt? Yeah, mm-hmm. we should probably go back and pick through and see what we can. Okay, perception.
1: So 15.
0: Take a glance around. As you're walking out of the hall, it doesn't seem like anybody is following you. You pass through the city. Nobody's paying attention to you. You get to the yurt. You pack up all of your things. You know what? We're going to cut this one here. We'll pick back up at this point in the next episode.
1: We reached out to our newest patron and asked if they'd like us to give them a shout out for the end of the episode. And... Being the selfless person they are, they asked us to instead shout out a new podcast that just started on the 28th of October. Feats and Fates. And we have a promo. Roll the tape. Where's the tape? We had the tape. It was right here. Where the f- Never mind. I found it. No, I had it the entire time. Just press play. It begins with an otherworldly storm. A horror-stricken crew, a lurking malevolence, as as old as time.
2: I am Cardiff, Circle of the Land Druid.
1: I'm Nereu. I am a pa- Yes, I was about to get to that. Pack of the Skull Warlock. I'm Envis, Path of the Beast Barbarian, and uh, I'm your new best friend. I am your narrator, your storyteller, your dungeon master, your guide to the land of your mind brought together by mere happenstance tied together by fate the mystery of ghoul island has yet to be uncovered a terrifying truth has yet to be unraveled listen to our newest lovecraftian series ghoul island right here on feats and fates a dnd podcast <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun and we can't wait to see where the story is headed If you'd like to stay up to date with Feats and Fates, you can find them on Twitter at F-E-A-T-S-N-F-A-T-E-S. That's at Feats and Fates. Give them a follow and show them some love. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some Doctor Who to go catch up on. Have a good evening, everybody. Or, wait, nope. afternoon. Wait, shit, morning. Wait, nope.
2: Fuck it! Our awesome intro music is brought to you by the one and only Isaac Viers. Character designs by the lovely Cam Gonzalez. Produced by our very own Leah Hemrick. Graphics designer, the one, the only, the me, Jen Kearney. And last but not least, our audio engineer, Arthur Polino. Thanks for listening.